I'm Adrian. I'm Hannah. And this is Chit Chat. And this is the, I think this is the first time that we've done this not at our like base location. We're out of our studio. We're out of the studio. <laughs> this is a new location. So we are in my brother and sister-in-law's house, Jeff and Chrissy's house, because our guest for today is Chrissy. Christy Faber. Which is super fun. What's your maiden name? Atkinson. Ad- Atkinson. I like yeah. that maiden name. It's pretty classic. And yeah. your middle name? Lynn. So it's Christy Lynn Atkinson. Love it. It sounds like you're from a Jane Austen novel. Yeah, my full my full name is Christina as well. Oh, really? Christina Lynn Atkinson. Who calls you Christina in your life? Anyone? My older sisters do, and my aunt and my mom. Oh. Does it feel like weird when people do call you Christina? It's it's that classic thing when you're a kid, you get called mm-hmm. Christina Lynn mm-hmm. when you're in trouble. So, yeah. 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 That's so funny. That's cute. I like that. Yeah, that's awesome. So normally we start out podcasts with just talking about how we know the people. Yeah. Um, so I guess I can start. And that the first memories that I have with Christy are from <laughs> homeschool choir days. Yeah. And really? It was yeah, it wasn't yeah. when you started dating Jeff? Well, pre, pre no way. dating Jeff. It was in those like formational days because I think me and Christy would chat. <laughs> I was actually like friends with Adrian for a good year or two no before way. Jeff and I started dating. Yeah. 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 And there were we were like stand beside each other during choir, right? Because I was a tenor. Because you were a tenor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst and tenor then, of all time. But then like Christy would ask for deets about Jeff and I would oh, write deets word. about Jeff. <laughs> right in Wait, our, did you guys right in our choir folders. Oh you would oh you would no, write No, we would write in the okay. choir folders and stuff. <clears throat> That's Which awesome. is so funny. Um, anyway, yeah, so then I think that was the first time that Chrissy and I like, started chatting and became friends, which was awesome. And we're talking like year 12 or 13. Yeah. And I'm is, 15, 16. Yeah. So this cute. Is, like, 2000. But then how old were you when you started dating Jeff? I think <clears throat> I think I was 16 or 17. It was, it was February... 2012 February 2012 I don't, I think. Okay. I don't even remember yeah. a long time ago Aww. yeah going way back so that was great um, and then Chrissy started dating Jeff and uh, the rest is history she's in the fam so I love that yeah I'm trying to think about when the last first time I would have met you would have been but I have no idea yeah I don't either uh, like because I've known Adrian for a long time but mm. maybe we own like I remember, I think maybe the first time I came here was when we had a barbecue for oh, yeah. Adrian's birthday. Yeah. That must have been the first time I actually came here. Whoa. And you made, like, rice wraps. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Jack my made margaritas. Mm-hmm. And, and we had a fire in the back. Jer was there. I was there. I think Catherine was there. Yeah, Will fire in the backyard. There. And Jeff filmed a commercial. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> we like drank so with like the you have you came out with like the iced tea, right? Yeah, it was yeah, iced yeah. tea that he was filming the commercial for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah, that. True. But and I'm I feel like I had met the kids at some point before that too. I think I had met them a bunch. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but then we started seeing you guys a lot more because then you'd come over with the boys. Yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. We came over for dinner one time like our whole house and mm-hmm. then we 
Christmas. Adrian told me that we left way earlier than you were <laughs> expecting because he didn't warn oh, you that yeah. we go to bed at 9 p.m. It's so, it's so funny because normally hanging out at Jeff and Christie's, we're here till like 11, and I'm known as like, I'll stick around late for the debrief chats and stuff. Of course, you know? of course. Um, so it'll be like an 11 or 12 o'clock night. And so then when we all come over with the house, then it's kind of like, oh, it's going to be a late night, but you guys always go to bed at 9.30, so it's so funny, because then I could see Nate getting super, oh, super yeah. tired. Oh, yeah, and when Nate is, like, <clears throat> that night, I think he was just like, I need to go to bed, and there was no, yeah. sometimes yeah. I can push it, and anyway. But that was funny. I feel like I saw it coming. Yeah. So, because I have kids, and we de- generally have people, like, for parties over yeah. once they're in That's bed. That's when you get to hang out, right? It's like, right. They, they're in bed around 7, bedtime yeah. routine takes a while, and it's like, the party's just yeah. starting at 8. <laughs> so, That's I think so we had invited people a little on the late side, mm. and then... Uh, like an hour in, it's like, oh, the guests are fading. <laughs> they are fading fast. That was so funny. Oh, man. Was I love it. Um, okay, so, but if you had to give, like, an introduction of yourself, who are you? Yeah. What are you about? What is your life? What is my life? Yeah. So I am happily married to Jeff. I have three boys. Kanan is five, Judah mm-hmm. is three, Asa mm-hmm. is one, and they mm-hmm. all have birthdays really soon. Whoa. Like, mm-hmm. same month? Um, yeah, Kanan and Asa are two days apart, and then oh Judah's, word. like, two, two and a half weeks later. Whoa. So, they're all, like, exactly two years apart, and then Jeff's 30th birthday is True. on February 26th. Whoa. So, there's all That's that. That's exciting. Yeah. And... Yeah, so I stay at home with our kids, and um, to make money, I am a food photographer and recipe developer for bloggers, mostly in the States. Cool. That's me. Yeah. That's sweet. And your own blog. Yeah, I am trying to start my own blog as well. Be a business. Love it. Mm -hmm. Life around the table. Lifearoundthetable.ca. What is... um, (laughs) Is Life Around the Table, so it's a blog, but it's got, like, tons of recipes on it. What would you, is it, like, a recipe blog? Is that what you call it? Yeah, I would call it a recipe blog or a food blog. It's sort of, like, I think of it as, like, an online cookbook that you can browse. Yeah. Yeah. Because, go ahead. Well, I have a question already about food blogging. You know how people complain so much about the pictures and like the words before oh, the yeah. recipe yes yeah so like what's your stance on that yeah so i totally get all the internet jokes and the hubbub yeah. about that it is so annoying and we've all been there when you're like okay i just need to know what temperature chicken needs to be cooked to yeah. that's yeah. all i need <laughs> let's get to it but um that is how bloggers make money so mm. in like all the description and stuff that bloggers have before the recipe, they, um, you know, they'll put keywords or questions in there mm. for like things they're trying to rank for in Google. Oh. So it can help them even be found. Mm. So if you search how to cook chicken, mm-hmm. a lot of those words is like why Google even put them in the first spot yeah. anyway. Okay. But then it gives like space for ads. Okay. So oh, true. There are these sites that just like scrape the recipe. They'll be like just the recipe.com okay, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's their niche. 
they steal they steal <gasps> vloggers recipes and then they'll Whoa. be like no no life story no ads wow. no pictures Whoa. whatever but you're actually like stealing you know 10 to 15 mm-hmm. hours of someone's mm-hmm. life because so. on the blog, you also have, like, write about hospitality, you have, like, motherhood stuff, you have all the different things, but do those pages get lots of um, action? Do you know? Um, they, some of them do. Okay. Some of them do. Actually, one of my, like, most popular posts is um, quotes about prayer by C.S. Lewis. I'm, like, the top <sighs> spot for that. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so... That's um, amazing. That was just something that I noticed on Google. It has nothing to do with food or hospitality, but I noticed on Google that the results for that weren't mm. great. Mm. And I was like, oh, I can do better than this. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I spent a couple of days just going through my C.S. Lewis books and like picking out quotes. Yeah. So I've noticed a trend that every like Friday and Saturday, when pastors are like editing their sermons, mm-hmm. I get this oh. like influx. Of traffic right before like Sunday sermons, where, like oh. pastors just oh, trying to get word. like a that quick is quote. So That's so funny. funny. I wonder our pastor Ian. <laughs> 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 yeah, so. so funny. So you, you're basically like helping write a sermon because you pick, you handpicked all these quotes. Yeah, like. I actually like flip through books. Yeah, and yeah. like like you didn't necessarily Google for the quote. No, that's why my post is the best one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like out there because. Everyone else's is just like, oh, they pulled it from Goodreads or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were talking about um, the blog, starting the blog, and I'm kind of wondering about the motivation behind starting it, um, because before you were saying that you do it for like, you know, you make money by having a blog and stuff, but um, you have a background in nutrition and making recipes and being in food and stuff has always been something on your mind. So like, what was the motivation for taking that step and like making a blog and getting into that kind of work? Okay, yeah, so to set the stage Mm -hmm. for this major life decision, um, in early 2020, Judah was um, just under a year old, and I was super excited to get back to work and be, um, at the time, I was working at a, like, small health food store Mm -hmm. in town, and so I was really excited to get into that, and... Mm -hmm. It's just kind of a a unique stage when you're going back to work, like, after a baby. But then a couple months in, it was, they decided to shut down the store because of the pandemic. So I was like, I have so much, like, creative energy and energy to, like, put Mm -hmm. towards work in some way. But I don't know uh, where to put that energy. So I went on a walk sometime in, like, April or May in 2020. And I said to myself, I'm not coming home from this walk until I know what I want to do and, like, contribute to society and, like, do with my time. Wow, I love it. Yeah. How long so, was the walk? <laughs> yeah, that's my question, too. It's, like, a good 6K. <laughs> nice. So I walked and I walked. Um, so on the walk, I kind of realized that um, I want to do something that, like, makes a lasting impression for mm. people. So I was thinking about, like, what that what that would be so the thing that dawned on me is like I love food I love nutrition I love feeding people I love finding like really good recipes Mm -hmm. so 
I thought like the thing I want to contribute to the world is sort of like just this image of like a recipe being passed down like mm. from person mm. to person like either cool. within a family or um, between friends that sort of thing so I thought I want to try my hand at recipe development mm -hmm. so I thought there's all of these bloggers there's all of these youtubers they must be super busy I'm just gonna email one of them and see if I can work for them so I got home from my walk and I emailed a random food blogger from Missouri and she emailed me back within the hour. From Missouri. <laughs> from Missouri. <laughs> random food blogger from Missouri. Within the hour. Within the hour she emailed me back and she said, I always need help. Um, so let's jump on a Zoom call and chat about how you can help. Did you say mm -hmm. like I have experience in nutrition? Like you look yeah, I gave like a little bit of pitch, a pitch mm -hmm. for my life, but mm -hmm. on the Zoom mm -hmm. call I was like, I've never done this. I've yeah. never done food photography. So you do photography for her as well? Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, so I've been working for her since like May 2020 or so. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then on the That's side, so. you come up with the fresh ideas for your blog. Yeah, so after working for her for a little under a year, I thought, okay. I am ready to try to do this myself, mm -hmm. like build right. it okay. myself from scratch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then moving into hospitality, because that is a little bit about like that is the heart behind mm -hmm. your blog, right? Yeah. So do you have like an overarching philosophy of hospitality or like, yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I think I'm always working to develop this philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of think about philosophy and like in two in two separate ways I think there's like two different environments that you can cultivate within hospitality and one is like the the physical environment that you're in so you're walking into mm. someone's house it's like how does the house smell is it warm are there candles lit right you know what food mm. are you offering like that aspect of hospitality um which is really important and a huge part of like what my blog supplies is like mm -hmm. recipes to feed people um, but on the other side the other environment that's important in hospitality is um, sort of who you are and how people like experience you in conversation mm -hmm. so you can like create environments of hospitality and like how you listen to people how you engage with mm -hmm. them and um, so finding like a balance between those two environments mm. is sort of my mm -hmm. working definition of the yeah. my philosophy. <laughs> I love it. When you were starting out with that, I remember like you kind of having some different tips and stuff about it and just saying like, oh, if someone comes into your house, like always like tell them where the bathroom is because it's like you don't want to have to have someone have to ask where the bathroom is, you know? Right, yeah, When yeah. they're over. So it's like when they come in, you can say, oh, the bathroom's over there. Would you like any... Like, you offer them something to drink or something, like, right away. And mm -hmm. I remember, like, when Chrissy was talking about this with, like, a lot of intentionality, which was really cool, which is both touching on, like, the physical, but also the, like, I don't know, the mm -hmm. environment as well, because mm -hmm. it kind of creates a safe and comforting home for people as well, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which is cool. I don't know if this will make sense as a question but is there an argument out there that like the physical space of being hospitable like doesn't matter you know what I mean like I feel like there's probably lots of blogs out there mm. of like oh it doesn't matter if your house is messy like what matters is the connection or whatever but then 
like it is nice to walk into a space mm-hmm. that's like curated nicely and makes mm-hmm. you feel like cozy like it mm-hmm. makes you feel more comfortable mm-hmm. like obviously probably the answer is that it's a balance blah 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 but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah. boo <laughs> but do you feel like you people i don't know if i guess and maybe you don't have a lot of arguments about hospitality but do you think that like the physical space is really important yeah i do i i'm the product of my the environment that my parents cultivated Mm. so they do care a lot about like aesthetics and like beauty in their home and decor and like creating corners and um you see that like all throughout their home my mom puts on like a great party and Mm. you feel like the sense in the house like when the christmas lights are on or the candles are lit it really takes things up a notch Hmm. for like people to feel more comfortable. So I do think it's really important. I think like where it get, it goes too far is when it like bleeds into consumerism. Yeah. 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 It's like the Martha Stewart magazine. And like you need to have this to have the perfect hosting situation. Mm -hmm. And then people are too intimidated to have people over because they Mm -hmm. feel like they don't have all of the things. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, I totally agree with you. The environment is a huge mm-hmm. contributing factor to how people feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one sort of example from my childhood that mm-hmm. I always bring up, it as sort of just an example of like incredible hospitality I experienced. So my best friend growing up, I spent a lot of time at her house. And I one day ate her mom like, out of a house and home with those like dehydrated apple slices yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just found a jar of them i ate the whole jar and i loved the apple slices every every slice yeah so <laughs> her i was probably like eight or nine okay and i remember feeling like a little bad that i yeah. had done that yeah because her kitchen was decorated with apples. She had, like, an apple oh, okay. wallpaper border. <laughs> yeah. She had bowls of apples. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the theme in her kitchen. Oh. So there were apple rings on the counter for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I ate them all. <laughs> so. Well, I first of all love that you felt comfortable to do that. <laughs> it's the best. Well, I could, like, once I had one, I was like. They're so good. They have, like, this squishy, spongy yeah, texture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't mm-hmm. stop. <laughs> So the next day, next time I came back, the apple ring jar was full and another little jar with apple rings on it in it that said for Christy. <gasps> and she always filled it up. Wait, so that's I so yeah, sweet. so I would like eat from the jar and then the next time I came, uh-huh. my Christy jar was was full again. Oh so, my word. Yeah. That brings so tears like, to the eyes. I feel like Christy's tried to like replicate this kind of hospitality in the home as well because there was one time that I forget who we were all with, but we were hanging out with like a group in our family, and Christy was like, "Oh, everyone, like, what are your favorite cakes? What's your favorite kind of cake?" Mm-hmm. And she kind of just asked it as like a passing question. But then on all of our birthdays, she oh. made us that cake that we had said. <laughs> That's the Even best. Even though we hadn't, like, I didn't remember it at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. like, I think it was last year, right, that you made the cake that I had said that yeah. I... And it was a hit. That it cake was a huge worked. hit. What cake so did you good. say? I think, like... He she, said chocolate cake with, with an espresso icing. Oh, yeah. yum. I think I remember you talking about yeah. that cake. And it was so good. But I had forgotten that Chris even asked us that. 
That's so amazing. When, and that's a good thing to ask, too, because I feel mm-hmm. like people just get grocery store cakes, which are fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, and they're so good, so. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you so, ha- I have a question for you guys. You yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite cake? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, similarly to that story that I shared, mm-hmm. can you guys think of a experience of hospitality that's, like, near and dear to your heart? Mm-hmm. Um, like from the far in the past or can it be from any time any time whatever stands out to you because the one that comes to my mind is actually it was in like um, it wasn't that long ago it was like five years ago or something it was actually you guys oh no way yeah. <laughs> so there was like five years ago I was going through a tough time rough like stuff going on in life and I remember Jeff and Chrissy just being like just come over we'll make you food and we'll just like chat so I remember I went over and you guys had made like an amazing meal it was like it was like Thai and soup okay yeah do you know what I'm talking about probably butternut squash soup (laughs) and you guys had like gone out and gotten my favorite beer you had gotten like great snacks and just like let's just hang out and chat and whatever so I remember it was so great because it was like they knew that I was going through a tough thing but then they also like made the whole environment both Mm -hmm. like the physical stuff of the food but also the environment of just like chatting and getting into stuff and that's one of the biggest hospitality things that comes to my mind well I remember is um like normally you know as kids we would travel to our grandparents and so then it's like there's eight people in my family so then you just kind of like shove everyone into corners when you sleep over but one time my friend and I took the train to go to like a concert at their church and stayed with my grandparents and my Oma had like laid out little bags of candy on our pillows and like written Hannah and Hannah's friend on these like two pieces of paper (laughs) and I think just like I love getting things on my bed yeah 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 (laughs) like it's like so cozy and then it just feels that much more like, oh, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. your bed's made. Because it, it was just like, you weren't expecting that from your grandparents because normally you just like get squished into a, a cranny and right. that's yeah. where you're sleeping. But mm-hmm. it just felt like extra special and that they were like really excited about having us, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they're small things, like that mm-hmm. didn't take your grandparents like a ton of time to put no. together, but mm-hmm. it makes it makes like a big impact. Like even a little totally. chocolate on your pillow if you go stay somewhere. Yeah. I know, my mom always told me to get, like, I don't know why this is her go-to. I think it's because someone did it for her, but, like, the Merci chocolates. Oh, yeah. So whenever I would call her and I was traveling, she's like, go get the Merci chocolates from shoppers. (laughs) So elegant. (laughs) (laughs) This is, like, Merci on it. Anyway. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I'm trying to think of others. People in Latin America are so good at hospitality. Yeah. Like, going over, it's just, like, Mm -hmm. always the most amount of food what can we get you Mm -hmm. you're the guest of honor like you have to try the best thing you know all Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I actually met someone new last night who came to worship practice for the first time Mm -hmm. and she's from Brazil Mm. so as we were practicing I like mentioned to her I was like oh I'm sorry I'm so blah like I've been fighting a headache all day Mm. I'm really under the weather and she just, like, touched my arm in such a warm way. Aww. And she was like, you're doing great. You'll Aww. make it through. <laughs> I was like, 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 no, yes, I will make it through now. <laughs> like, no one in Ontario That's has so ever nice. touched me so warmly. It's just so sweet. I love that. That's awesome. So moving on to more blog cues. 
Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you already said your favorite recipe. No, you said your C.S. Lewis is the biggest hits, but do you have a favorite recipe that you have on the blog? I can say mine. Yeah, why don't you start with, <laughs> you start with yours? Well, I never tried it, but one that I liked Wait, the what? idea of. Oh. Well, yeah. No, I'll say two. The one that I have tried. Well, one of them I tried. Okay. Okay, sorry. The one that was just so intriguing was the Bengal Spice ice cream. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was like, no, that's genius. Because everybody <laughs> loves Bengal Spice. I didn't try it because... Well, lots of reasons, but also making ice cream seems like such an intimidating task. Yeah, and that that recipe does require an ice cream maker, so... Oh, okay. And then the second one was, um, because Adrian would always try them out on his cooking nights when Mm -hmm. we all ate together, Mm -hmm. and I liked the soup with the apple cider in it. Was there apple cider in it? Yeah. And granola on top. Mm -hmm. Was it butternut squash soup? Yeah, Yeah, it was. Yeah. And you, like... and. You always, like, went ham. Like, yep. you made the recipe. I made the granola. No substitutes. Made you made it. the whole nope. thing. Did it. Which is awesome. That's what we love to hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, for the most part. I would okay, say my favorite things. is also a soup, but it's the wild rice cranberry oh, soup. Oh, you also made that one. That yeah. was delicious. Yeah. That recipe has also been very popular for a number of hits because the big-ish Instagrammer shared it. She has, like, 30,000 oh, followers. Oh, nice. So she's shared it two or three times but she shared it with such glowing reviews oh wow there was one day i had like 1500 visits to that post she 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 shared the photo of the suit and then she had like this little blurb that was like my father-in-law happened by i gave him a bowl of this soup he's a farmer he said it's the best soup he's ever had (laughs) i was like crying in the kitchen (laughs) that's amazing that's so nice Whoa. That's a great one. Yeah. What's your favorite? Because if we remember, this is oh. why I started the blog. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, perfect. <laughs> was moments Farmer like father that. loves it. Yeah. Aww. So what's your fave? Oh, okay. Um, or some of your faves. Yeah. So I think my favorite taste-wise are the uh, candy cane white chocolate thumbprint oh, cookies. Yeah. I love Kanan those. told us about those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I made them um, this past Christmas and love them. Yeah. Um, a recipe I'm really proud of, it would be um, the peanut butter black bean brownies. Yum. I'm going to try those. Yeah, those are good. Wait, so you like, you make these up. Mm-hmm. So you're like, know how much flour you're supposed to have. That's amazing to me. Like, I can't think yeah, beyond knowing no how many cups of flour our recipe needs. Well, <laughs> like, Adrian can attest, because he'll be here sometimes when, like, a fail comes out of the oven. The fails are so good. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I'm like, yep, blog ready. Because <laughs> he's like, this is a fail. And, like, Kanan's eaten a lot of dry muffins and that yeah. kind of thing. So. Wait, but, like, you have to know the chemistry of food, right? Like, what works yeah. with what? And, like, how to choose baking soda over baking powder? Like, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the difference between baking powder and baking <laughs> Don't soda? Don't you need more of one? No, is one more, like, uh, reactive? Is baking well, soda more reactive? <laughs> is baking soda more reactive? Yeah. And baking powder, does it just take longer? Like, I put baking... I put baking soda in a recipe that would have an acid, because it, like, counteracts oh. it. So I'd put baking soda in, like, a lemon loaf. But okay. I'd put baking powder in, like, mm. a chocolate chip cookie. What? Okay, I need to know, like, do you have any pet peeves about recipes or, like, about how people will blog? 
you know, we don't have to get mean, no. but like, is there something about a recipe or is there a trend in recipes right now that you're like not into? Or... Well, the butterboards. Did you guys see the Oh yeah. Boards? What is a butterboard? <laughs> like it's just a board yeah. with butter and then you dip stuff in the butter? Yeah. Instead of like a charcuterie board, they would just like spread oh. butter out over a board and then have like bread or whatever to just like smear through the butter. Oh, interesting. A bit of a stretch. There's always like <laughs> viral things like that. Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah. Hey, who's doing this mm. and why? Shoot. I guess that's to be really good butter. <laughs> Pet peeve. I think I would just say this has happened to me more when I do work for other bloggers, mm-hmm. but when people comment and say things like, I substituted this and this <laughs> and the recipe didn't work. And I'm so upset. <laughs> you're like, well, like, that's so crazy. You, know, you, you can't just sub all-purpose flour for almond flour and hope for the best. So. Oh shoot, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, so another whole like half of your life, flipping over from the blog and hospitality stuff to um, being a mom and like motherhood type stuff, because that's also. We were talking about that on the blog, but also that's a huge part of your life. Um, and you've been a mom now for almost six years. Almost six years. What's, yeah, I guess kind of like, what are some of the biggest things about like motherhood, the transition to motherhood that have kind of just like rocked your world? Oh, toughy. <laughs> it is a toughie. I know. It's I want to ask about like motherhood and getting into it and all that, but I don't really know how to ask like a good transition question. <laughs> There are so many things that you could say about <clears throat> parenting and motherhood. Yeah. Um, so, f- I think, like, for me, the transition to motherhood was, like, a little rocky because Kanan's birth was so eventful. Mm-hmm. And I always say to people who ask... Um, you know, people will say, what was harder, like going from one to two kids or mm. two to three kids? Right. That's a common question mm. people ask. And I will always say for me, it was going from zero to one. Right. Mm. Yeah. Cause you go through like a lot of shifts. There's just so many things like you can't prepare for in motherhood. Mm. You just mm. experience it along the way. Mm. Um, but now I would say like, going from two to three kids was way, way, way easier for me mm. than, than zero to one. Right. Hmm. Do they say that, like, once, like, sometimes it can be hard with two kids? Because, well, I guess you're saying, you were just saying before we started recording that now the boys are starting to play together. Mm-hmm. But I've heard that sometimes with, like, two kids, um, they, like, only have to entertain each other. And then if they're, like, far enough in age, it doesn't yeah. always happen. That was one of the tougher parts about having Jess Kanan, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. is a really intelligent child and need really needs a lot of like input. He right. wants to play games with you. Mm-hmm. Like when he was, um, say like six months old, we were just living in like a, a basement apartment with like, you know, not a ton of light. Mm-hmm. Um, we only had one car. So if Jeff was at work, we were kind of like stuck at home mm-hmm. and Kanan would get bored. <laughs> and like he you know he would whine in his high chair and I'd be like what do you want like are you hungry are you like mm-hmm. this or that are you tired and it took me a while but I realized you're bored hmm. so mm. entertaining him took so much time and effort and I really like 
mm-hmm. put my best foot forward. Yeah. But now with Asa, my youngest, mm-hmm. he's constantly entertained just by having two older just, brothers. Oh, true. Yeah. That's the I best. actually hadn't thought of that. <gasps> yeah. Hmm. But it's so true. Like, Asa can just sit there and watch Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go crazy. Yeah. Full entertainment. Great for him. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, we had my sister on last week. Yeah. I don't know if you listened. It's okay if you didn't. But she's pregnant, which is really exciting. It's exciting. And we had asked her, we asked her some sort of question yeah. about identity. Yeah, like well, how, I, I felt yeah. kind of bad when I well, asked it because I was like, oh man, is this like way too intense of a question to ask? But Because we were pretty jokey. And yeah, we were kind of jokey and then like... I kind of went into it. But <laughs> I think I asked her something like, are you scared of like losing part of your identity now that you're like entering into like motherhood? You're going to lose other parts of your identity and this is just going to like take over your life and everything. Mm. And then she was kind of just like, yeah, like I'm scared for Mm. what this change is going to bring. I don't really know, like, Mm -hmm. what's going to come and all that. So if you have something to say, like, (laughs) for the Lucys in the world or just, like, for people before motherhood or getting into that, do you have any advice or thoughts? Yeah, I think perspective is key Mm -hmm. because when your baby's first born, they need you Mm -hmm. 24-7, um motherhood or parenthood is like tough in that way because you dive off the deep end mm. you know an 18 year old need, needs you day to day way way less than a newborn yeah. but you're like fresh into the parenting game and you jump in and there's no free time your whole life like revolves around like feeding and caring for this baby mm-hmm. so it's really intense but perspective comes in because you know I am now sitting here recording a podcast with you guys and I do not have a newborn attached yeah, to me. True, eh? <laughs> you know, I am able to go and visit my friends at West mm-hmm. and Jeff is great with the three kids. So just kind of keeping in mind, like I talk to friend after friend who has mm-hmm. a newborn and you feel like this is my new normal. This is mm-hmm. my life now. Mm-hmm. I'm like tied to this person forever, mm-hmm. and you are tied to this person forever. But it's not so intense the whole journey mm-hmm. through. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good word. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my word. That's a great word. Yeah. Well, I think about it too. Like, I mean, this is obviously quite different because I think there's the, the fact that the child stays with you forever. But when I first started doing music. I found it in like putting out my EP, I found it so difficult to like compartmentalize. Like it felt like it was always on my brain. And then I had a conversation with someone and he was like, listen, like a big star, like Taylor Swift, she'll do a tour and like, she'll be all in, in the tour. And that's all she thinks about. And then she like takes a year off and goes grocery shopping and like chills with their friends. And then she right. has like seasons yeah. where she's really into it. Yeah. Cause I think I was like, how am I supposed to be really into this and into my job and into my family and just like, yeah. you know? Yeah. So seasons are key mm-hmm. to like mm. go in all in on something for a while. And mm. then, yeah. With your kid like is with you forever. Though. I know. <laughs> that's well. why I'm saying it's different. I definitely think it's applicable <laughs> yeah. though, because there mm-hmm. is like a newborn season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jeff and I will right. look at each other at a certain point you know, maybe the kid's six months or something, we look mm-hmm. at each other and we go, we did it. Like, nice. we made yeah, it through yeah, yeah. the most intense yeah. part mm-hmm. of bringing this particular mm-hmm. child into the world. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 
But yeah, it is with motherhood. It's like a permanent identity yeah. shift. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, I remember like... when Kanan was like maybe three or four months. I was exclusively breastfeeding him at the time. And I was like, I'm just going to run out to Fortino's, mm-hmm. grab like some milk and butter. Jeff's great with him. I feel totally safe leaving Jeff with Kanan, Kanan with Jeff. And I went to Fortino's. I thought about Kanan the entire time I was there. Mm. And I thought, like, is this my life? Like, I'm wow. so tied yeah, to yeah, this yeah, yeah. person. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird to leave them. Um, mm. But you you kind of, uh, you adjust. Now I have three children constantly mm-hmm. on my mind as well. But. Mm-hmm. Do you, like, journal a lot? How do you process? Like, how did you remember that you thought about Kanan the whole time? Like, was it something that you externally processed to Jeff, being like, oh, my word, I thought about Kanan the whole time? Or do you journal a lot? Or do you just, like, think internally? Yeah, I'm not a journaler. Okay. I'm probably a external processor, like, verbal mm-hmm. processor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've always been impressed with Christy's ability to remember things. Yeah. Like, it happens all the time that, like, me, Will, Jeff, and Christy will be chatting, and Christy will remember things about our teenage years way better than we do. <laughs> Because you're like, remember when this and this happened and you were so mad because of That's this? That's awesome. And the three of us are like, what are you talking about? And then we're like, no, I it's love true. That. Like, she's right. So and there's, is, there's yeah. like a very specific reason for why I have a good memory. Because yeah. memory is tied to emotion. Hmm. And I'm like a very emotional person. Like hmm. high highs, mm-hmm. low mm-hmm. lows. Mm-hmm. Like, so hmm. my, my memories that are tied to emotion, they're stuck forever. Mm-hmm. Like, Okay. Yeah. Well, then that would make sense with, like, the apple slices, too, because you felt something, and then you yeah. can remember everything about yeah. our kitchen. It's and... so good. so good. That's amazing. Um, what would you say are some of the, like, biggest things about, like, parenting that are, like, the biggest joys that you have? <laughs> <laughs> biggest joys yeah. or, like, things about it that you love the most that, yeah. Um, so I, I really always wanted to have kids. I really looked forward to that stage in my life. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm not the biggest baby person. Hmm. So like when I hmm. thought about having kids, it was always like sort of that age from say like four years old onward that hmm. I really like looked forward to. So I'm really entering that stage now more hmm. with my kids. So I love like the Im- imagination aspect of that. Um, relating to them as like they're their own people. Mm-hmm. Like Kane and I will be like laughing about a, you know, a mutual joke or inside mm-hmm. joke, that kind of thing. <laughs> so that's super fun. Um, sharing, sharing things from my childhood with them is mm-hmm. is really nice. really fun. Reading books, uh-huh. like one of my favorite books from my childhood is Matilda by Roald Dahl. Okay, yeah. Did you read that? I think probably. Sorry, which one did you say? Matilda. By oh Roald yeah, Dahl. yeah, yeah. So reading that to Kanan for the first time is like Aww. one of the highlights of mm-hmm. my life. That's it was awesome. funny too because I remember you being like, I called dibs on reading this book to Kanan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which is so yeah, funny. That's amazing. And one of those is definitely like the entire Narnia series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So we got like a sneak peek from his school for um, the curriculum for grade one. Mm-hmm. And I think The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is oh, like whoa. at the end of grade one's curriculum. And I'm like, well. And you're stoked. I have got to read that no, before yeah, you the teacher. <laughs> I will be so crushed. <laughs> so 
So we'll be reading that this summer. That's amazing. Uh-huh. It's a Do little... you read out loud to the kids, like chapter books? Um, no? I I read more like picture books yeah. to like Judah and Asa. Mm. And I still read picture books to Canaan, but I haven't read any chapter books to Judah. It's just... Yeah, yeah. I tried starting The Secret Garden mm-hmm. with Canaan, but they there's... um like Scottish accents in it and I was like hey I need to like work on this and so then like late after yeah. practicing your Scottish accent because yeah, it's such a key part of the story like we got to that chapter and I was like you know what Kanan let's come back to this one I've yeah. had a chance to learn this accent that's so wait that's amazing you don't just commit like you commit yeah I feel like way. reading books to kids is a skill that is good to learn because I feel like I've read to like Canaan or Judah a couple times. Do they ask it's for mom? Like, They're like, oh, no. I well, to read sometimes, it. sometimes I do. Yeah. But the troll voice. Did you? Was that the you? The other day, I think I'm getting oh, better at can it. Can you do it? There's there's a book that we were no, reading can you do like the a troll voice. Oh, he I, can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the voice specifically remember. said, "Can you do a troll voice?" And he couldn't do it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what they were asking for. <laughs> like troll, but they're like cute little trolls. Like yeah. trolls, kind of like Smurfs. They're like or Christmas, something. yeah, like, kind of like Christmas trolls. So I'm trolls. like, oh, in my mind, when troll comes to my mind, I'm like. Like, like the, a troll from Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. But then it's like, if it's a cute little troll, it's like, what kind of voice would that have? It's like, is it high-pitched or is oh it low-pitched? Okay, I have a parenting question. Okay. So I'm pretty good friends with the um, eight-year-old that I used to nanny. I, like, nannied her for a few years, and then I just, like, keep hanging out with her because I really want to keep her in my life. And, um, okay, so she's seven or eight around there. And she's like, ask or on her Christmas list, she was asking for like makeup and oh. like just there were no toys on there. It was okay. all like older girl things. Yeah. And I was a little sad. I was yeah. like, what? Like no slime on there. <laughs> yeah. No like stuffies. Like it was yeah. like hoodie, makeup, like earrings, whatever. So I was like, oh, I, I don't think I should get her makeup. She's only eight. Like not that I'm parenting her, but you know, mm-hmm. like you know, you're conscious about like what gift you're giving. Mm. Then I was talking to my cousin. My cousin was just like, just get her the makeup. Like it's not really your decision or like you want to give her something that she like actually is going to remember and be like, yes, you know, that she got. So when your kids ask for stuff for their birthdays and Christmas, do you like get it for them? Or are you like really intentional about what you give to Mm. them? Or cause you can't really like, it's probably hard to monitor everything that your kid is seeing and experiencing like mm-hmm. other kids houses and you know yeah, yeah I, at the beginning I tried really really hard to stick to like toy categories that came into the house mm-hmm. so we had like one of those little Ikea play kitchens mm-hmm. so it was like they can have like kitchen accessories they can have Duplo or Lego and like just kind of keep things in toy categories it's definitely gotten away from me, mm-hmm. like, as they've gotten gifts for birthdays and mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but in general, Jeff and I, like, we'll chat about it before, like, Christmas or birthdays coming up. And we kind of, like, take a quick catalog of what toys we have and be like, are there any gaps we need to fill? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they have trains but no train tracks. They have cars but no roads or mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it gets away. You yeah. set out with, like, these great intentions for parenting and mm-hmm. life, and then before you know it, their rooms are filled with toys. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, it, and it's hard, too, because it's, like, 
I bet so many people want to give the boys gifts, and so it's like, yeah, how much do you? Yeah, and be the other thing is, Kanan has been like making his own money here or there. Oh yeah, his mm-hmm. ice dragons. <laughs> <laughs> so then he takes the money he's made. Yeah. And he goes to the store, <clears throat> and as long as it's within reason, we yeah. just let him pick. Yeah. What, what he wants instead of being like has to stay within a toy category, mm-hmm. but then he picks just the dumbest. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to watch. <laughs> but you live and you learn. I yeah. feel like I remember picking dumb stuff when I was young, and do then you? it's like you what get. Do you, do you remember picking anything? Um, not specific. You know what I always was like curious about at the cash was those like garbage cans filled with candy. Oh. Oh. I never got them. I can't either. say I was ever <laughs> like drawn little to plastic <laughs> garbage cans. Mm. I've seen the toilets. Yeah, the candy toilets. <laughs> kind of gross. I think I got some sort of like Star Wars kit or something like that. I don't you really regret remember. It? And I would bring it home, and I like that's. I don't know. It's not very. It didn't nice. satisfy. Yeah. So I, I don't know. You live and you learn as a kid guess, too, right? Yeah. yeah. He didn't regret the purchases. Oh. I was just like, <laughs> oh, like that's dumb. <laughs> like in my house. Oh man. That's so funny. Well. We should talk about our last category, which is friendship and relationships. Yeah. Because, well, Adrian always brags about how, like, or, yes, brags the right word, brags about how, like, relationally in tune you are. And so he's always like, I'm going to go talk to Christy about that. Or, like, um, you know, she's, like, really good at, like, reading the room. Like, Christy has good things to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um and so he always, like, talks about your late-night chats and that sort of thing. You have good stuff to say about it. Um, relationships and friendships. Sorry, I should clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, just, like, for example, because yeah. at, um, like, at the uh, house party that we had, yeah. it was so fun that Christy was there, too, because I feel like we, like, right. I talk about, like, my friends. I talk about, like, my community and everything. So then for Christy to be there and to just, like, watch all the different interactions. Like, like I talk about Jer all <laughs> all the time <laughs> so then to like watch christy be able to see like my friends and community it was so fun yeah that well, was we a fun had night. to have our debriefs after yeah of course yeah that's so fun and you knew everyone who was coming to the house party basically because it was like all through you actually that's right. a lie we all invited a lot of yeah. different people to that party but yeah. yeah anyway it's fun to have people in our life that get it you know so anyways adrian came up with a few good questions about that but um you're good at reading the room, and it's clear that Kanan's, like, pretty... Well, would you say he's, like, relationally high as well, or emotionally yeah. high? Yeah, Jeff always jokes that Kanan's more emotionally intelligent than he is. <laughs> than Jeff is? Yeah. Oh. yeah. The classic thing with Jeff is he'll be like, I'm feeling something. I don't know yeah, what yeah, yeah. it is. Kanan will say that? No, Jeff will say that about oh. himself, like, just yeah, as yeah. a joke. But Kanan can, like... Quickly... Yeah, Kanan, Kanan can, like, name exactly what emotion he's feeling wow. like he'll say i feel awkward or wow. i feel embarrassed or like far beyond his years I yeah think. seriously mm. yeah so where do you think your like talent is it talent i don't know whatever in reading a room and being relationally in tune comes from i don't i don't know where it comes from um i think it's funny Though, if we could think about this, the fact that I'm homeschooled, and okay. pe- most people <laughs> yeah. would say, yeah, like, like right. oh, like, are you, have you been socialized? Mm-hmm. Like, did you struggle mm-hmm. with being socialized? So, I guess, 
I don't know. It's interesting. Like, this is something new that people have pointed out about me in the last, mm. like, maybe mm. five Do you only have years. sisters? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, it's, it's like, I don't know. It could be genetic personality yeah. environment that you're kind of in and mm-hmm. kind of, like... Yeah. I was, well, right? I was thinking, like, if I think... If I think about memories from childhood, mm-hmm. uh, one of my friends, she when she remembers something, she remembers like what she was wearing, like what oh, wow. other people were wearing, like wow. the wall color, like environment things. A lot of her memory is tied mm-hmm. to that sort of thing. She's very like, mm-hmm. she has like an eye for design and very mm-hmm. like spatially aware. Mm-hmm. But a lot of my memory is tied to like emotion or facial expressions mm-hmm. or things like that so it's probably partly like who i am and right. how i grew up because like what about it about like like i'm what about it about friendships or relationships or like community being together do you feel like you get the most like like where's the heart of it for you because it's interesting i feel like i think we asked this i asked this today a while back but like Nate loves doing things with people, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, has to do an activity, play a mm-hmm. sport, do something, have it together. But what about it about, like, friendships or, like, community together do you feel like is at the heart of it? Because, like, for me, if everyone's having a good time, <laughs> if it's all yeah. good, I'm yeah. happy. But it's like, you know? I think, like, on one level, it's vulnerability, like, mm-hmm. reciprocating mm. vulnerability. Like, if I share something like slightly a more deeper level like beyond surface level conversation mm-hmm. and someone reciprocates that feels like okay we're connecting mm-hmm. um i met someone like at a party recently and we had like a really deep interesting conversation mm-hmm. met her basically for the first time and it's like wow like this i know things about this person that's more than just like what you mm-hmm. do and yeah. you know and it's not going deep deep but it does feel like we're really like connecting and getting to know each other the I think the the thing I value most about friendship is um when it goes the distance and it's like stood the test of time and you can experience that like um that ease of just being with someone Mm -hmm. and it's not draining to spend time with them it's not like a yeah us like a I guess I'm more extroverted so Mm -hmm. um but, you know, being with someone and it's not, like, sucking the life out of you, but you mm-hmm. feel, like, energized by being with them. You can just chill with a tea and chat mm-hmm. or sit in silence. Mm-hmm. That ease is, like, the goal of friendship. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, I have a question that I just thought of today about extroversion. Because I'm extroverted, too. So, Jesse Bout, mm-hmm. I was talking with him. Because I feel like when he gets, like too lonely like he spent too much time by himself he goes and like out and like seeks um people to hang out with but i've noticed about myself that when i don't spend time with people i actually go inward and i like just get kind of like down and like Mm. start thinking maybe people think this about me and that Mm. sort of thing which is so interesting because then when i feel like that i'm like okay it's time for me to like reach out to someone but it's so much harder like, do you think it's a one or the other, or do you know what I mean? Like, when you're extroverted, do you find that you, like, right away are, like, I'm lonely, I'm going to go out and seek, or do you, like, kind of go inward? Well, when I'm lonely, I draw people in, because hmm. we're stuck here. Yeah, we put yeah. our kids to bed, so <laughs> yeah. I'm not, yeah, like, leaving the house over. a lot, yeah, yeah, but I'm yeah. tra- always trying to lure people over. Yeah. I'm like, I made mm-hmm. a recipe, yeah, 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 <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe Adrian has a good answer to that question. About what you're you also do? extroverted. Or what I do. Yeah, like do you, well, do you notice about yourself like when if you start I'm... to get a little lonely? Do you yeah. go right out and like seek out hangout time, uh... or does it like take you a while to like conjure it? For me, it's normally if I'm spending time with people, if I have a busy weekend, I mm-hmm. have to continue that. I have to ride that out. So like on a Friday, I'm crash. busy. Saturday, I'm kind of busy. Sunday, I have church and I get home and I'm like, I have to get out and do something. I have to keep this going just because I have like a high level of keeping that going. And then I'll crash and I'll be like, hey, no, is I just have to like. Is that sustainable? No, it's not sustainable, which is why I have to like think about it ahead of time and plan ahead that I need that to work it in. So yeah. then I feel like my time by myself to be more like lonely is more force. But mm-hmm. then when I do have that, I have to be really intentional about how I'm resting. Because if I am just like by myself for a long time mm-hmm. without doing anything, that's kind of pointless. And then I'll slip into that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it's so, like, so strange because I would feel that my natural inclination would be like, oh, I'm feeling kind of lonely. I'm going to go, like, hang out. But it's, like, going inward. Yeah, no, totally. I'm so lonely. (laughs) Like, it's so, I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with the Enneagram or something. It can be hard to, like, pull up your socks and drag yourself out of it. Yeah, it is. Because you're just, like, you spend that much time by yourself. It's a great thing to, like, be aware of that it's happening. Yeah, Because, like, once you notice that pattern. Then you know. Then you know. Yeah. And to not take it too seriously, to be honest. Yeah. Like the lonely feeling. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> Sorry. Chrissy, what's your opinion on small talk? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, small talk definitely has its place. Yeah. Um, I don't typically stay in like a small talk zone with people I know mm-hmm. well, very long. Mm-hmm. It's normally like right to it. Actually, it's funny because my very good friend Catherine I always make fun of her because when I call her like normally when you call someone yeah they pick up the phone and they're like hey and you have like a little bit of like back and mm-hmm. forth mm-hmm. I call Catherine and or no she calls me I haven't even gotten the phone to my ear yet and she's just like so the craziest thing is she's like already like into the conversation and I'm like that's amazing hey Catherine <laughs> you so, don't want to know what I'm doing right now <laughs> So I guess That's I so like cute. a little bit of small yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like but, ease me in a little. Wait, that's yeah, so that's, cute. That's, that's, fair, that's like actually. my favorite thing what, about phone calls that. with Catherine. Oh, that's I funny. love that. I feel as though we should ask our last three yeah. cues, which are um, how do you take your coffee right now? Because I understand that it does change. Yeah, I know my answer for this exactly. So if I go to a cafe, I just get a latte with whole milk. Okay, love it. Um, if it's good coffee that Jeff's brewing at home, I have it black. If it's like not that great grocery store coffee, mm-hmm. then I have it with a touch of cream. Nice. <laughs> a touch of cream. What is a favorite song right now? Something that you've been listening to a ton. So I'm going to the best concert of my life in March. What? Um, I was supposed to go in October, but it got canceled because of uh, uh, COVID. COVID. She was sick. Yeah. But yeah. I'm seeing oh. Regina Spector <gasps> in March. No way. At Massey Hall? Isn't yeah. it like a solo tour or something like that? Yeah. I it's I saw something. Um, I think the album is called Loveology. And Whoa. that is my favorite song right now. She no redid way. that song from... She had released it, like, a decade ago. Okay. And she, like, re-recorded it and released awesome. it as part of this album. Do you guys know that song? 
No, I only I know her classics like the Samson one. Oh, okay. And the call. <laughs> and the call. Oh, no. I know like a lot about her. I know I really should like brush up on my Regina Spectre. But I know she opened for Nora Jones recently and I love Massey Hall. So that's gonna be a treat because you get to sit down. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> we Jeff and I also went to a concert in October where we got to sit down. And I was like, such, this is living. Such yeah, a game changer. I'm like, I saw Tori living. Kelly sitting down. And oh, it was amazing. my word. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's like, I, yeah. I'm going to choose concert venues based on. It's worth like, it. Sitting. sitting. Yeah. Okay. Loveology by Regina Spector. Yeah. I love it. Um, what's the third question that we ask? I don't know. Did I say three questions? <laughs> yeah, you said now three. I'm realizing we, we actually only had two. I was like, I feel okay. like there's a third. But I, I feel I guess like there's don't. a third too, and I forget it. Uh oh. Whoops. Okay. Well, then, then that's all. <laughs> Unless you have a third just on the top of your mind. What toothpaste, toothpaste brand do you use? Oh. Oh, I. Um, wow. Uh, just whatever is on sale, I guess. Really? I'm not married to so you a switch toothpaste it up. brand. I'm an yeah. arm and hammer girl. Arm, no. Arms and hammer. Oh. My. Yeah. I can't say I've ever no. picked that you up. Try it I'm out. A Colgate boy. Colgate boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are certain like toothpastes that are really tied to memory for me too. <laughs> like my Nana always bought crass. So if I brush okay. my teeth with Aww, crass, like, I'm here. like thrown back. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Nana used to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. That's so That's funny. Amazing. Well, it's been Great. so fun. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah, for coming thanks, on our thanks. podcast. Yeah, it's been thanks awesome. for coming to our garage. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>